Welcome to Questions for Craig. I'm Susanna Sanfilippo, a registered yoga instructor here in Portland, Maine with Craig Williamson, ready to discuss one of your questions. Craig is a bodywork therapist and educator and the author of Muscular Retraining for Pain-Free Living, published by Shambhala Publications. If you have a question for Craig, go to craigwilliamson.net and click on the homepage link that says Questions for Craig. Okay. So we have a question for Craig. The question is, I play the piano and my forearms hurt after I play for about an hour. I've been playing piano for years and wonder why this is happening now and what can I do about it? Probably your forearms are hurting because your, the muscles in your forearms are working too hard. They're not relaxing. They're becoming uh, tense the more you play. and or, or They're not relaxing, so they're remaining uh, engaged. And as a result, they're fatigued. So the pain you're feeling is muscle fatigue. That's basically the, the that's the cause. I mean, we're on the surface. So, so the listener's been playing for years. Why? Right. Why would? <clears throat> why what? would the sudden muscle fatigue be coming on? Right. This is uh, it's a good question, really, because it, uh, it's a, there are a lot of other examples that are other problems that are similar. Because someone might think, or be told, that oh, or think that their arms must be weak, and that's why. They feel tired or hurt. But the person has been playing for years, <clears throat> so probably the muscles aren't weak. Unless, unless they suddenly start playing uh, more difficult uh, repertoire of music, depending on the kind of what, what they're playing, or maybe you know, if, if there was more challenging uh, activity that they're involved with, then that's possible that it could be that they just have to get used to it, but that's, I don't think that's what this person is asking. The fatigue in the muscles is because the muscles are not resting after they're done being used. In other words, if you play the piano, uh, oh, well, I'm trying to come up with a simple way of saying this. If, when you do an activity, when one does an activity with their arms, naturally, there would be rest intervals in between, either either at the at the end of playing the piano, or even even moments while playing. There, the, when the muscles aren't being used, they would be at rest, ideally. And if somebody is unconsciously uh, tensing up their shoulders and their arms the whole time that they're playing, then the muscles get fatigued. And then usually the person, if they're not aware of this, if they're not aware it's happening, because if they were aware, they would relax more. And if they could relax more, uh, then their muscles would, would rest and they wouldn't have the same fatigue. How am I doing here? Is this making sense? Yes. The, 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 the feeling of aching in the muscles is because it, it, the mus it'd be just as if you... Uh, if muscles keep working over and over and over again, the metabolic 
uh, byproducts of the muscle activity cause pain. The acids that are produced from muscle activity Whoa. cause aching. Um, talk about that. So wait, so so I guess so it's, is it a repetitive stress injury? Do you think this listener has like a, a carpal tunnel or a tendonitis in the wrist or um, or talk about the yeah, acidic right, metabolic? Right. Well, my my observation of, of people with, including a lot of musicians. Who have problems with their arms or wrists is that what first happens when they start to have pain is essentially muscle fatigue because of too much tension in the muscles. Their muscles don't shut off when they're done using them and, or they're, they're too tense while they're playing. So that starts to hurt and what, what, what happens or maybe that may or may not hurt enough for them to really take notice. But what happens when a muscle's when a muscle does that is it starts to shorten, starts to it contracts, and the tensile strain on the muscle it becomes more taut. It starts to affect the where the muscle attaches to the bone, which is the tendons. And so it starts to eventually starts to strain the tendon. Ouch. Right? So first it's just a muscle tension problem. But if they keep on playing with the muscle tension problem and they don't change what they're doing, maybe they, they take a lot of aspirin or Advil or whatever, and yep. then, but they keep on playing and, uh, and not, not changing the relaxation or not relaxing it, then it starts to strain starts to actually potentially injure or, you know, or uh, irritate the tissues like the tendons. So then they, then they have something like tendonitis, like in the elbow or the wrists. That would be typical. Which is, which, so then, then at that point, they have two things going on. They have the muscles that don't know how to relax in their forearms and their shoulders. And they have... Which, which is one kind of pain, and then they have a different kind of pain, which is in their wrists, let's say, which is tendonitis pain. And usually, what the people I've seen that have, that, that have had this, and they've been to get a kind of a conventional diagnosis, the diagnosis they're given is it's a tendonitis one, because it's easier to spot. But the, but the cause of the tendonitis has to do with the way they were using their body and the muscle tension. So... Um... So take piano, for example. Do you think they're, they were taught like a bad technique, or is there some, are they misusing, is it a, um, a way they're using their body sort of not in the best functional form, or do, do you teach piano lessons? I don't teach piano lessons. <laughs> no. Um, I just teach people how to move. But I, but I you don't need to, if somebody, uh, yes, I've seen some people who have, who have, learned uh, technique on the piano or another instrument uh, that was the cause of their problem. Now it seems like more uh, that's less and less in general my impression is that musicians are being taught better technique. There's more emphasis on relaxing and paying attention to your body than there used to be. Uh, and, and depending on the, the level of difficulty someone with their playing they need to have better form be able to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. So sometimes that's the case, 
uh, more often than than that, well, it's hard for me to gauge how often that happens because there are all kinds of teachers out there. But what what is common that I see is that somebody is playing more than they used to play. Uh, they're, they're they're preparing for something or. Uh, or they're starting to play more different, they're getting uh, better uh, to play more difficult music. Mm -hmm. And the form that they learned, mm -hmm. they didn't have any, they, they learned to play without any real awareness mm -hmm. of the body. Mm -hmm. And at a certain point when they're, what they're playing is difficult enough, their skills at using their body uh, are not enough to allow them to play without straining So their, their arms. Because what they're trying to do is difficult. Mm -hmm. So they have to have control enough of their body to be able to, to relax and use it efficiently mm -hmm. so that they don't end up causing that the muscle strain and everything that comes with it. The other issue, which is inseparable, is what's going on in their minds and emotionally when they're playing. So if there's any stress or if they're feeling a, a performance pressure or pressure on themselves to be perfect or improve or any of the things which is which is a huge element then that will cause them to be tense when they're playing and then and, th and that could be the entire problem it could be that their form is fine their body use is fine except that they have this um they're not relaxed mentally when they play and then that ends up causing them muscle strain so what would you say to the listener about what can they do about um their, the pain they're experiencing in their forearms, or so you're saying, relax. How do you how do you tell somebody to relax <laughs> before, during, and after? How do you make how do you make that a practice? Right, right. That's um, first. Uh, well, if it were, if it's relatively superficial, maybe you could just say to the person. I'll get a few massages and relax. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's enough for them to realize, oh, oh I, I just have to relax a little. And it all depends on how embedded the pattern is, the way is that they are tensing up and what the cause of their tensing up is. But if it's a what, what could be called a dysfunctional movement pattern, if they have dysfunctional movement patterns, meaning they have habitual ways of using their arms that cause muscle st uh, strain, then they need to address just relaxing alone, trying to relax isn't going to be enough. An example of that would be um, in order to get their fingers to do what they want them to do, they tense up the muscles around their, at the top of their arm, their shoulders in a particular way to try to control the way that they're, control the trajectory or the positioning of their arms. And they might successfully hit the right notes so that it sounds, so they're, so they're accomplishing that, but they're doing it by uh, tightening up their neck and their shoulders. Mm -hmm. And that becomes a pattern, meaning uh, it becomes a successful way to play the music. Mm -hmm. It's just not a successful way to treat their body. Mm -hmm. So they would have to learn a new pattern, a new way. Basically learn how to sense kinesthetically. It always gets back to that. Yeah. How to kinesthetically sense 
what's happening when they're playing. How are they tensing their neck and shoulders? What are they doing when they're playing, first of all? And then through uh, slow movements and exercises that allow them to observe and investigate that and, and sense and feel what's happening with their shoulders and their neck and their arms and their back, for example, and their breathing and their eyes, you know, all, anything that's involved with, with what they're doing to, to start to learn to differentiate between um, or, or to find a need, well, how much, how much, uh, how much can I relax and st still use my arms at the same time? I mean, there's no simple way to answer that because there are different techniques or, or uh, exercises that that, uh, that I would use to help that person. But basically, that's that would be the, the, the focus that they would need to to have, so they could change the dysfunctional patterns, meaning the ones that don't work, the ones that are tension producing and kind of return to you know, natural, natural movement patterns, which would be ones that only use the amount of effort that was needed, that was necessary in order to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. So would you give them a new pattern, or would, how, do you, how do you get a person out of their old pattern, or how do you, how do you undo what's been done? Yeah, that's a good question. That's the question. What I usually do is I have them first sense what it is that they're doing. Sense, in, a, in that sense, uh, instead of trying to figure out what the right thing to do is, is to sense what to feel how they're actually tensing up. And then, uh, by, by that, then learning how to, how to not do that. That's usually, initially would be done on the floor, on the ground, doing something that has nothing to do with the piano at all. Forget, or the violin, or the clarinet, whatever the instrument is, or the voice. It, it, just on the floor, uh, moving slowly, different parts of the body, or maybe I'd be picking things up and moving to allow them to feel the, how to relax something. Can they use a certain muscle while relaxing another? You know, can I pick up their head and make them release, let go of their neck muscles while I move the head around. So if that's, if first, so there's a baseline for them to be able to, to, to know what it feels like to, to how they tense up and how to relax. And then they can start to apply that. They will. They will start to apply that feeling to when they sit at the piano. So that just comes automatically almost. You don't have to make a new pattern for somebody. It's just, it's going to emerge from that kinesthetic uh, sense. For me, I don't, I don't try to make new patterns. I try, the goal is to identify what to let go of. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a removal process. Uh, you don't need to know what to do, you need to know what to not do. You already know what to do. Your body already knows what to do. The body already knows how to play the piano. The person already knows how to play the piano, or the, the knowledge, the potential is there. It's just the, the, the roadblocks are too much effort, too much trying, too much um, tension. Uh, all, all of those things are all roadblocks to the natural potential is there. So if those are removed, then all that person does is, is to try to 
let it happen. I mean, with with, with skill, you know. Does that make sense? Like, it, it does. It, it, I, as you were saying that, I was thinking of uh, Michelangelo and his how he worked on his sculptures. Because he would just chip away until that figure emerged on its own. He uh, he said he didn't impose any structure or anything. He just found a way to find to, the structure would emerge on its own. Can you imagine when you look at his sculptures? But so so, so it's heartening, actually. So and I can imagine that the listener would listen to this and go, great, there's just some little blocks in the way. Well, the way, yes, because the way, to me, I, I want some, um, you know, somewhat objective proof of this is that most, we, we were all little, we were all babies and little children at some point. And so who, who did not take any movement lessons. Right? And, and, That's true. and do pretty well. Yeah. Right. Manage to climb jungle gyms and run and swim and stuff without a problem. And so we have that innate; those would the, the innate patterns of, of of movement without unnecessary effort, which children are, are really pretty good at. Unless something has gone awry or there's been you know, some disturbance or trauma or something, they're generally it's just built into us. So that's still in there, no matter what age somebody is, and the only thing in the way of it are, you know, dysfunctional patterns or habits that have developed. So that's what's left after you chip away everything. That's what's left. Uh, it's simpler that way. You don't have to. It's a body. It's way too complicated for me to know all. I mean, it's how the how our bodies operate and organize and coordinate making something happen, even just, you know, to pick up a fork and eat. It's, you know, I mean, to try to analyze that and study and figure out every little bit, what every muscle does and everything, uh, I, I'm not interested in that kind of detail. And it doesn't, it's not necessary, but because you can feel if you just learn how to relax and sense your body and feel your bones and, and, and say, you know, and just remove the, the, impediments, which are, like I said, tension, then if you want to use a fork, you're hungry, you want to eat, your, your body will do it. You'll do it. And it will just happen. You don't have to know all the details. Um, that's, the, that's really, that's the strategy. That's, that's the strategy. It's like um, Lao Tzu said, take away, take away away it's that is a, exactly what it is that's i was gonna say it applies to things other than just yeah. playing piano and right. tension your arms yeah. okay well i think that um hopefully you listener out there feel like you've got a good answer from craig and um stay tuned thank you You have been listening to Questions for Craig with Craig Williamson. If you have a question that you would like Craig to address, please send it to craig at somaticintegration.com. Learn more about Williamson muscular retraining at somaticintegration.com.